for some fucking reason everybody seems to be obsessed with the quote unquote realistic movies in independent movies i fucking just don't get that there is no such thing as uh, realistic cinema okay mm-hmm. but there is a thing called cinematic reality mm-hmm. yeah all right because cinema is a lie whenever i'm shooting i normally shoot each day is like if i die the next day i shouldn't be fucking regretting what i did yesterday <laughs> i actually write basically because i think facebook serves to me as a sort of a documentation for my own thoughts that's quite a long topic but i'll <laughs> try to, I, I, yeah i'll i'll get misinterpreted so fuck it like i'll say it anyway hi welcome to where we talk about films a podcast where and we talk about films my name is vidar joshi i'm your host and today's conversation is with mr adish kelukkar uh the conversation goes from micro budget filmmaking to realistic cinema independent cinema working with actors his philosophical views his political views and so much more and uh, this episode is literally as bold as it can get so i hope you guys have fun oh also sorry for the so if you cannot bear these stories then the society is unbearable and who am i to remove the clothes of the society which itself is naked now these lines by sadasan and manto define the cinema of our today's guest for me at least his films are so real and reflective that they can scare you sometimes and uh, speaking of most complex issues and emotions through his characters most complex philosophies through his characters he is one of the most fearless filmmakers we have in india currently He's a writer director of films like Call a Calling Jao Kahan Bataye Dil short films like 0 by 0 I love you too an encounter and so many more please welcome mr adish keluskar thank you so much for coming thank you so thank much you, for so hi uh, how what what are you doing during this whole unique situation we are in currently uh nothing so since our prime minister uh, declared the lockdown mm-hmm. um so uh, uh the producer vinay mishra with yeah. whom i had worked in he produced jao ka bata the last movie mm-hmm. um so he called up and uh, after one or two days and he uh, asked me so you have read about this things uh, right the corona yeah. situation i'm like yeah like you know about this the pandemic right mm-hmm. i'm like yeah i know it's going to last for like 12 to 18 months uh-huh. because a lot of people at that time didn't know but uh, you know uh I tried to figure out about the pandemic. I tried to figure out the Spanish flu mm-hmm. that happened, mm-hmm. and partial uh, pandemics and all that uh, yeah. that happened after that in fifties and sixties, and the last one was probably SARS. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty much clear to me and even to Vinay Mishra that this is going to last for twelve to eighteen months, if not more. Okay. All right. Uh, which basically means that, of course, there will be. लॉकडाउन लगाएंगे फिर बाद में निकालेंगे फिर से लगाएंगे आई मीन एवरीबडी विल बी क्लूलेस बट यू नो वायरस इट सेल्फ काइंड ऑफ स्लोज आई मीन इट कम्स इन थ्री वेव्स एंड यू नो आई मीन ऑल दैट काइंड ऑफ टाइम लाइन आई मीन रीड अबाउट द पैंड सो बेसिकली इट वॉज प्रिटी क्लियर दैट टू अस दैट की ओके फाइन नाउ वी हैव टू थिंक अबाउट हाउ टू मेक मूवीज सो ही वॉज लाइक वी नीड टू मेक अ मूवी not necessarily in the lockdown but in this like is going to be there uh, mm-hmm. this whole thing so i'm like yeah 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 and i'd been thinking about it so then i asked him what the basically the production process like 
Hmm. What are the things that we can do, we cannot do. What yeah. kind of safety measures we can, we cannot take. Uh, and then, you know, speaking to him and then speaking to Abhishek Gautam, who, who is yeah. like the creative head of Amara movie. Um, we kind of figured out the things that we cannot, cannot do. Hmm. No matter what movie we are trying to make. Mm-hmm. So nothing. So after that, I just wrote it down on a Microsoft Word document. This is the first time I've written down the production restraints before even thinking of an idea. (laughs) And uh, so I wrote that down and then nothing. I just kind of had a brainstorming session with my other Mm -hmm. imaginary personality (laughs) and uh, came up with an idea, logline basically, uh, Uh situation. Uh, And... uh, yeah, after that, just the normal screenwriting process. Mm-hmm. Knew about the kind of budget, knew about the kind of mm-hmm. uh, things that uh, we we do not want to take. I mean, the kind of risk we do not want to take in terms of health yeah. or the crew or the cost. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so wrote it, sent it to him. He liked it. And then, you know, we started the pre and all that. So I've been okay. honestly busy from <laughs> like, I've had, like now just because the shoot got over like, Mm-hmm. A week back, so uh, since then I've been like now waiting for the first cut and stuff Achha. like that. Reading. Okay. okay. Uh, so it's a full-length feature film, right? And you completely yeah. made the whole film during the lockdown. Oh, that's quite productive. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. I guess. So. Yeah. Okay. So my first question is that uh, I watched the films and uh, I like strongly feel that there is always this one really one or multiple complex things, emotions, issues, philosophies you touch upon, like for example, in call or uh, with Jaun Kaha Dil, it was more political and uh, society issues and everything. How do you craft a narrative uh, around these things, which are not so easy to say it out loud? Like they're complex. They're a lot of layers and you go through all the layers with your writing. So what is that process like to craft a narrative around this? The, the most complex thoughts you have? Uh, by narrative, do you mean like screen, like the, the flow of events or uh, like... This story, the characters, like the whole, uh, you know, your writing process basically. Okay, so I uh, till now have figured out two writing processes that work for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one is something where I kind of get an attack. All right. Okay. Uh, the idea, not just the idea. I mean, sometimes it, it just start, like starts flowing and I have to like find something to write. And uh-huh. if a laptop is available, I write on that. If a paper is available, uh-huh. uh, like all I wrote, like while I was, uh, uh, you know, in FTI at that time, uh, mm-hmm. and I wrote it on laptop, but I wrote like when, uh, me and my parents were going for our cousin's wedding mm-hmm. in Konkan. So, uh, I just in the train a thing and I just got my father had some diary and I just started writing 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 and then I kept writing and didn't give a fuck about his wedding so yeah so attacks come sometimes mm-hmm. uh, which is much easier okay. but you cannot depend on attacks all the time mm-hmm. to happen to you so uh, the other way which also works for me is that I normally try to work on the log line like log line comes as a flash huh. But after that, uh, I write, uh, uh, so what you call the certain, I, I just call it eventology, mm-hmm. like what's next. Okay, fine. This happened. Now what next? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of just yeah. imagination or kind yeah. of stuff. And, uh, 
yeah so mostly i believe in definitely i mean in either of the approaches i believe in writing the first draft without thinking of anything okay just don't think just mm-hmm. go ahead if something mm-hmm. is not being solved leave that go to the next scene okay okay if that is clear uh-huh. all right we'll come back to this one later but mm-hmm. you have to finish mm-hmm. uh it's actually in the second draft where a lot of thinking happens for both approaches i mean even if i have written it okay. in attack or even if i written mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah in the second draft actually a lot of things happen in terms of okay fine where have i repeated myself mm-hmm. where do i need to repeat myself mm-hmm. uh uh you know is the character layer coming out fine or it's ambiguous does it need to be ambiguous and it should be ambiguous if it's not then it's unnecessary it needs clarity yeah, yeah yeah so uh that's what happens and then you know uh, uh i mean till now of course like both of my uh, like call and jaunga batadil didn't have at such a very um, you know i didn't follow really this rudimentary structure of act structure uh-huh. the act structure i didn't follow uh, but i have written screenplays um, in which uh, i have tried to follow the act structure and the okay. story beats as mm-hmm. the you know it has been going on for ages mm-hmm. um, so so in the second draft if uh i i look at that thing if i feel like uh mm-hmm. you know if it's following the story beats that having that inciting incident is it having uh mm-hmm. the hero's journey or yeah, yeah. you know whatever other equivalent of things so yeah the third one is just basically for the language uh, in terms okay. of again the uh, clarity mm-hmm. of thought and grammatical mistakes and stuff like that okay so and that's huh. what i do at writing stage mm-hmm. and uh, all like almost all the stories have a very eerie explicit premise which are very unique and uh, at the same time so to say dark what do you think drives you to these kind of narratives uh, like by default or are you planning to change that or something like that what drives you to these narratives i don't know i mean that's like asking why do you like ice cream and not uh, you know uh, pudding or something uh i i because you know i mean if i have to answer it honestly uh-huh. i can talk about like oh because you know of my life <laughs> but honestly human beings uh i mean if anyone is into neuroscience uh, uh-huh. or ecology uh, will understand that uh, you really cannot give an answer to things you don't you cannot you don't decide basically what you like and what you dislike okay most of the times mm-hmm. okay uh, you can evaluate why you like something and why you don't like something uh-huh. but the the initial drive is almost not made by it's not intentional okay like 80 to 100 100 billion neurons up here okay uh-huh. average human brain 80 to 100 hmm. billion neurons hmm. and then when they send signals are called synapses mm-hmm. and there are trillions of synapses like right now when we are speaking there are trillions of synapses happening right yeah. now Yeah, yeah, amount yeah. of factors we're using and all mm. that. Now, if you so so that's why I find like uh, very tough to answer this question. Mm. Um, uh, what drives me towards this and that? Because I don't think I'll I'll be truthful. I don't think okay. I'll be accurate. Okay. So I'll be okay. missing a lot. Ha yeah. uh-huh. ha. Okay. But uh, okay, not this. Then uh, another thing which I felt in the films you've made, there is uh, a sense of anger which I felt that. do you think that is there like where is that anger coming from oh, yeah. and uh, is films is a way to let that anger out or something uh 
yeah i would i would yeah, rather use the word angst than anger ha 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 okay which is uh, because anger could be towards a particular situation yeah is more like you know uh, that kind of thing but angst is something which is related to existence mm. that there is a certain kind of disturbance that you are feeling with yourself and the people around you or the situation mm-hmm. around you mm-hmm. uh and this is not about morality this is just like this yeah you know imbalance uh-huh. all right uh-huh. uh and some people are able to digest it and uh kind of go on of course not that they're happy mm-hmm. uh some people are not or try to uh, digest but if they have a creative outlet see i mean movies or film making of course it's been romanticized by filmmakers as any other art will be romanticized by the artists of that yeah. particular art but it's basically uh, just a medium like if i was again uh, uh you know if i was somehow introduced to or not introduced to like you know depending on the environmental factors mm-hmm. if i was into music mm-hmm. i probably would have done with this kind of uh, whatever imbalance that i have mm-hmm. i would have probably created that sort of music if okay. uh, like i would have played violin i would have played tabla mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. you know or painting i would have done i don't yeah. know you know or i could have been a mass murderer also mm-hmm. i don't know if i, I had a, a you know uh, <laughs> access to gun or it could have but art is normally very constructive i think for psychology mm-hmm. uh, uh, and uh, because in art you can do the things that you generally i mean you can do in real life but uh, the the consequences could be such that you won't be able to do it again and again mm-hmm. all right but in art you can have the, that sort of a catharsis if you want to call it okay and the reason why people also are interested in looking at art from their you know whatever routine lives is because the kind of suppression that they also feel mm. uh, in the lifestyle whether mm-hmm. you are in urban society or in a rural society doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh it sort of just kind of uh puts you in touch with your primal instincts yeah if it's art if it's done not as a fucking project huh. i mean the problem with our movies is that they're projects right uh uh-huh. i don't just, yeah <laughs> you know uh, so uh so yeah but if you're watching a film or a movie which uh-huh. is not made as a as a project at some exercise thing mm-hmm. then then i think you do respond of course it depends on craft and how also it's not just uh-huh. enough to express yourself uh-huh. but yeah um, so yeah the, the the answer to your where does the the angst i definitely do recognize the reason why it is coming is just because there is a certain kind of sinking issue i have uh, of my uh, self uh-huh. with the outer self which is out there okay and uh, yeah. what you mentioned right now like if it's done as a project then it doesn't happen and if it's done as yeah. a way of expression then it does what do you mean by that like what's the difference according to you you mean in terms of the effect or the mechanism the mechanism the, the, the mechanism so a project mm-hmm. is a very simple uh, thing is basically because we are talking about movies uh, mm-hmm. uh the the producers or uh, they could be individual producers or they could mm. be uh creative producers in platforms or in production houses yeah. uh, you know what not um so this applies to film television and also to web series so 
there are two factors here one is that i mean of course in in terms of the individual producers they definitely don't want to suffer financial losses yeah all right um and uh, even the big production houses uh, mm-hmm. they do not want to suffer financial losses yeah and uh, if it's a kind of a non personal entity like somebody working in a studio mm-hmm. okay the people who work over there uh, do not have any personal connection with their company mm-hmm. like if somebody is working for disney mm-hmm. all right you cannot uh, expect uh, even disney knows that they cannot also expect a kind of a loyalty or kind of you know personal attachment of even mm-hmm. their ceo with the company because yeah it's more like an entity it's more like an uh, abstract entity if you think about it it's not yeah, really yeah. personal yeah right so uh, so their main thing uh, like for example if it's about a producer's individual money then it's clear cut about ki loss nahi hona chahiye ha profit nahi hona chahiye to bhi chalega but loss nahi hona chahiye okay uh, uh, and uh, with the people who are there in the studio who pass projects it's like ki i think what they think ki if this thing fails hmm. we should be having enough reasons to justify hmm. later to our superiors ki it was absolutely fine to pass this thing hmm. in the first place mm-hmm. okay this is not about why it's not a hit this is about why it's not watched by so many people blah 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 whatever whatever okay okay uh and once you look at things from that perspective hmm. then whether it's uh you know uh whether 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 it's kapol or kantish really doesn't matter hmm. okay what matters is uh uh you know how much is the cost how much we think we can make or if we pass this if it fails what we yeah. still will be able to retain our jobs uh-huh. you know that's the primary motive there mm-hmm. um uh and so once you start looking at anything from mm-hmm. or, or if it's not like they're going to be like uh, you know very very i mean some people are very conscious while discussing yeah. stories and scripts about that part some people are not really conscious about it but they're like yeah it's not working mm-hmm. or yeah this is working mm-hmm. you know but it is coming from that sort of a most yeah. of the times i mean of course there are rare exceptions as mm. otherwise are we wouldn't have got good films only in the yeah, first yeah, yeah. place but mostly this is what it is and that's how uh-huh. the projects get mm-hmm. okay. okay so everybody is kind of sh- clear about this thing and the approach changes then mm. about how you make it about how a director is going to do casting how the mm. actors are going to respond to the script what happens yeah. on the shoot what is the dop going to do what is an editor going to do because mm-hmm. hey it's a project Mm. you know it's impersonal it's it's not something yeah. that i'll fucking die if i don't do this good mm. on this day it's it's mm. not that kind of thing mm-hmm. okay so these are the projects and i mean this is just for like you know name saying okay this is this has yeah. nothing to do with uh uh like i i like yeah this is nothing to do with like what project is actually because you know making a dam is also a project yeah right on a river so i'm just saying because mm-hmm. i don't know nobody has got out the terminology for it <laughs> so these are projects and uh, movies are made like without uh, movies or films that of course the money is a consideration yeah. there there also the production mechanism has to be taken into account and all that and where it will be sold or likely mm. to be sold blah 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 but the risk factor is more and there is some sort of an emotional connection Mm-hmm. um between the producer and the rest of the crew uh, you know everybody ki 
you know what like we really need to like we need to like really do this today right mm-hmm. or you know uh, whether it's the pre production phase or the post production phase mm-hmm. or the production phase um so that does mm-hmm. uh, mm. impact the spirit of a film in my yeah, opinion yeah yeah okay and uh, you mentioned financing so now the kind of stories you want to tell the kind of cinema you are making currently how difficult does it get to uh, you know get financiers or producers on board to agree with the kind of voice you have in your films it's extremely difficult <laughs> it's mm. like hell difficult mm. uh, because but, but still i i mean it's quite inter- interesting to me itself that uh, uh, even i mean my movies are not even costly i mean i wouldn't even call them low budget movies okay uh-huh. technically i'll call them micro budget movies okay all right mm-hmm. so uh they're not zero budget mm-hmm. uh they're micro budgets um mm-hmm. and even in that i find it very hard to find producers yeah i mean thankfully i've got uh, i've been lucky with vinay mishra that you know the last one and this one is doing uh, hopefully we will do more probably mm-hmm. let's see that works but uh you know when uh, with our when the fear is there you know mm-hmm. uh in the other party uh-huh. producers finances creators uh-huh. whatever this kind of a awkwardness and i understand that there is no moral superior take i'm taking over here okay yeah. i would have probably done this if i was in their position yeah all right so this is not to say anything about mm-hmm. that but just generally from an objective perspective is is quite rare to find fearless people in any field mm. yeah true. especially if uh there is money involved mm. i mean if they are the ones who are supposed to be giving money or they have the responsibility to give money of someone else's yeah okay so that is one reason second reason is this that's quite a long topic but i'll <laughs> try to I, i yeah i'll i'll get misinterpreted so fuck it like i'll say it anyway uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it it requires a lot of context. Okay, but yeah. uh, I'll just try to say this. So I feel that uh, okay, fine. Mainstream movies, we know, you know, the Karan Johars and Aditya Chopras yeah. and what they do, and uh, whatever the good, whatever whatever not the good things, but whatever relative achievements that they get mm. in some of their movies and some of their films fail, that is under their mechanism. Okay. Okay. You know what in that in their mechanism yeah. they make it right. They're yeah. not trying to make masa anyway. They're yeah, not yeah. trying to make new. Mm. Uh, so, but then there is uh, something what you call uh, quote unquote art cinema. Mm. Okay. First of all, I, I disagree with the name. You can at the most call it alternative cinema. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, because art is basically saying you are saying that the other people are. not really artistic or something like that i really don't think that's a matter okay okay i i think uh, you can talk about certain things that work for you didn't work for you in a mm-hmm. mainstream movie mm-hmm. but uh, i mean of course if it's a it's a project then of course you know i mean the project also in alternative cinema arts and also projects happen yeah 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 okay yeah so there's nothing about that but uh, i feel that there have been mainstream movies like shole is a mainstream movie and mm-hmm. i don't think that film was i mean if anybody goes into it how it was a declared a flop in the first week when it after it was released yeah. how many people were telling uh, you know gpcp i think that 
why are you making this film you're going to ramgarh and shooting and what mm. is this and your heroes are wearing jeans i mean in 1975 what the fuck is wrong mm. uh and you know so now people consider shoulder to be a very mainstream movie yeah but shoulder was an absolutely absolutely experimental movie in the mainstream structure by the way at that time okay mm-hmm. if you if you kind of analyze it or even mm. diwar for that matter even zanjeer for that matter, mm-hmm. i would even say dilwale dulhaniya le jayenge was pretty experimental mm-hmm. okay in the second half or just see how the hero is introduced and see the kind of movies that were there before that mm-hmm. which introduced okay. the hero and how 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 was it introduced okay okay so uh so so alternative and uh the mainstream cinema but they have a different sort of aesthetics yeah okay now the uh, so that is fine that that is absolutely mm. there nobody can argue with that um the reason why i i mean i'm coming to a question why it's, it's i find yeah. it difficult also because uh, there is an that no way to start uh so i call it basically that so you know na in mainstream there is a herd mentality yeah ek ne kuch banaya wo chal gaya to sab log wahi karenge yeah i think one needs to also take a look at the herd mentality in alternate sense okay okay huh. all right uh uh and let's call it uh, let's call it uh, independence in hmm. okay for hmm. because that's the word people use hmm. so in my opinion independence has got to do with the mind of the filmmaker hmm. and not really with the budget hmm. okay in my opinion hmm. uh because you can be making a very very cliched independent movie yeah okay that has like movies like that have been made the kind of cliches and tropes have been there in the in in such indie movies that are traveled around the fest and yeah. talked about yeah and just because you're making it on a small small scale doesn't make it into an independent mm. film because your mm-hmm. mind has to be independent in yeah. the first place yeah all right so uh that is one problem i mm. don't see much of trying to forget the breaking the rules even bending the rules uh of what uh an independent film is supposed to be like mm-hmm. in terms of the content or narrative yeah. i don't see much audacity honestly mm-hmm. all right um, that is uh, there uh and there is another also problem that for some fucking reason everybody seems to be obsessed with the quote unquote realistic movies in independent movies i fucking just don't get that mm. i don't get that because if you actually try to look at the independent movies that have been made world over mm-hmm. right since like 1940s mid 1940s mm-hmm. okay because of the second world war the cameras yeah. became cheaper right they became yeah, lightweight yeah. and that's how yeah. neorealism everything started and after that i mean the amount of genres and the sub genres that they have tried mm. they're still doing it yeah. okay along with the of course you know the kind of even right from ethnographic movies to the mm. actually real realistic movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that we just seem to have stuck largely with only one sort of a texture of the content mm-hmm. you know and it's just so what happens is that producers in the independent film circuit like for my kind of budget mm-hmm. okay still like one third of what our regular independent movies made mm-hmm. whatever I, i mean it has happened so many times that i they don't 
really want to even think i mean they think ki you know matlab independent banana hai to there has to be this somebody who has to be like you know suffering and uh, you know the, all those all those kind of things yeah. that have been happening uh in the cinema and yeah. i'm like give me a break but so on because i don't want to do the same thing that i've done before hmm. okay yeah. second thing i've grown up watching independent movies hmm. all right of very very different kinds hmm. so i'm like this is uh but you know that's the probably one of the yeah. few reasons i still need to honor the lot, lot of other reasons there is also uh, you know a kind of a subtle pressure like you know the the mainstream filmmakers have got this this pressure of you know uh making money mm-hmm. uh you know uh being really upheld in the eyes mm-hmm. of the distributors and investors and mm-hmm. the marketing people and news media and everything uh people who do independent movies also have got some kind of a pressure of you know some kind of a burden i feel sometimes of uh, you know somebody needs to tell them that oh my god this was this was really you know uh uh you know touching what you made or you know stuff like that i mean uh you know or or this festival or that festival and huh. so so you you see the you see the irony of the word independent here hmm Okay, that's yeah. why I prefer to call it alternative cinema because I don't understand mainstream. What most of the people do, mm. alternative, alag jaake. Yeah, independence has got more to do with this. Okay, okay, that's a great and a very unique approach to the uh, very popular term nowadays, independent cinema. And uh, uh, now talking about still talking about uh, the alternative cinema you are making, creating. We spoke about the finance. You said the films are uh, sort of like micro budget films. For example. but the stylistic choice you have taken for example in jaun ka bataya dil that just uh, like what 10 shots like 10 just long shots in the film and uh, so that's a creative call right and you don't want to compromise on the creative calls because of the lack of budget you have and how yeah. and how how do you approach your shooting process because like there is lack of money like lack of permissions maybe and still get the content uh to the level where the film is now on netflix you know what i mean the technicalities as well and the content as well talk about the approach towards the style of the film being just long yeah. long takes yeah. and also yeah. uh, one major association is of course richard linklater's before series so both yeah, the things yeah, what was your approach for both the things hmm so uh let me go for the richard linklater yeah. one because that yeah. is related i think more to the content <laughs> and the second question you are asking yeah more is yeah more of production mm. and the yeah the look or whatever you know yeah, stylistic yeah. approach so uh again it came as an attack uh jaun ka bata dil as i told you yeah. before call and yeah. so i wrote that and uh is actually in the second not even second third draft you start to see where it's coming from okay for me it uh-huh. at least it happened for that movie yeah okay he are yaar matlab i love the before mm-hmm. trilogy i fucking love that mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know a lot of there are a lot of things basically when so you know i i don't remember who had said that uh, very nicely is that basically when you think you have an idea 
it's actually not a singular unit if you go deep into it it's actually a combination yeah. of a lot of yeah you know things might mm. have happened in real life might that you imagined happened in your real life yeah. might be the move might be the books might be something 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 mm-hmm. and it just kind of cohesively comes yeah. uh, you know together um so uh, but of course for recognition one can of course talk about uh, the before trilogy because mm-hmm. that was about the walk and talk uh, yeah. couple mm-hmm. that's what made the model um so yeah but you recognize that and you move on mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean you're like mm-hmm. uh, okay fine and of course like i mean i mean i guessed it on the third draft that people are going to say that probably that yeah अगर आपने वो ट्रिलॉजी देखा है तो ये मतलब उसका एग्जैक्ट एंटीथेसिस है यू नो स्टफ लाइक दैट एंड यू नो एंड एंड आई एम लाइक या फेयर इनफ सो दैट्स हाउ आई आई काइंड ऑफ यू नो या डिड दैट एंड एज फार एज द मरीन ड्राइव थिंग इज कंसर्न सो अगेन आई रोट इट i assume that's of course not like like for the the, the lockdown movie that i made yeah. right now uh, where i wrote like properly what we can't do and all uh-huh. that but i think uh, for jao gabriel i kind of probably it was at the back of the mind the kind of things i cannot hmm. okay okay and it's very great that uh, you're not thinking about it ahead and you write the whole thing hmm. and you look at it like oh fuck it's possible now hmm. to do it actually you know uh, <laughs> and of course i mean permissions what kidney bech bechna padega mere forget that uh, yeah because shooting on marine drive especially uh-huh. i mean you know because of the taj attacks is a very sensitive area yeah yeah, yeah. you know uh, uh, and so wo to hona tha nahi so but we wanted to shoot over there and we uh, what you call basically the problem solving thing yeah uh, where of course actors know all the dialogues and everything mm-hmm. everything so we are sorted with them now we have to figure out how we're going to do this mm-hmm. okay now but before that you talked about the whole look so if you have noticed in jaun ka badal the camera is always moving yeah it's not static yeah, yeah. right uh, and it's a long takes what we call it. now mm-hmm. the thing is that when uh, i'm done with the third draft i mean everything everything mm-hmm. everything um i then start to think about okay now let me think about how i'm going to show this visually mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. uh, because what you'll see on the script are dialogue style 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 yeah okay uh, but of course uh, you know um aaron sokin who is uh, yeah. uh, one of my what do i call it uh so if you, if anybody watches aaron sorkin's dialogues i mean i mean i think at least half is into which he has said uh what actually i like about dialogues more than the meaning is the mm-hmm. sound of it mm-hmm. there is a certain music to it yeah 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 okay yeah and uh i think that's a very good way to look at dialogues to go mm-hmm. beyond meanings to mm-hmm. go beyond subtext and mm-hmm. actually try to feel the music of it mm-hmm. um so my question was that i'm shooting a music video hmm okay all right hmm. uh now the the big problem that of course you can't shoot a music video on a marine drive without permissions uh-huh. so uh the again this kind of production thing i think okay fine you know i figured out that if we just have two actors hmm. 
going. Um, this was for every scene. I mean, except interiors. Yeah. Uh, anything exterior happening. Uh, if there are two actors who are speaking, fair enough. Mm. And I got my cinematographer uh, mm. and my sound recorders. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot afford to have uh, an assistant to cinematographer. Yeah. Uh, on 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 those specific scenes, I can't have afford to have assistant to the sound person. Mm-hmm. So it what will it look like to the police or to anybody who is watching it? Ki, mm-hmm. दो लोग जा रहे एक कोई पाईडी टाइप कैमरा पाईडी मतलब कुछ तो ऐसा छोटा सा कैमरा लेके कुछ तो कर रहा है और पीछे कोई तो साउंड वाला है मस्ट बी लाइक सम प्री वेडिंग Now, then what I did is that I tried to write three different approaches mm. in which I can do uh, this thing. Yeah. The first uh, approach uh, was actually about short division, like actual, mm. uh, actually fragmentation, yeah, yeah, like yeah. right now, which, you know, mm. uh, opposite of long takes. But that I thought was not really giving me the kind of music I wanted. Mm. Uh, okay. Then uh, the second one was of long take, but it was more like an objective sort of a parallel track and more interdynamics of parallel tracking long okay. takes uh, that I wanted to do. But that also kind of, it was good, but mm. I felt it was, it, it it would have worked probably in some sections, but not for the whole film. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I didn't, I, I thought that that would be very dishonest or jerky. Mm-hmm. And then the third approach, I'm like, he, like, you know, I, I call it like the free flow technique, mm. like free flow or mm. rest as simple as that, <laughs> where let it go the way it wants to. Go. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so I'm like, all right, now let me discuss this with Amir, Amir who, uh, you know, uh, shot the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also shot call and you see mm. how differently I shot both. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So I told Amir, okay, listen, uh, mm. I'm going to tell you three approaches to do this. <laughs> which one? And mm. I was like, fuck it, like the third one. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. I know he doesn't even need to think about it. I'm like, great. Now, what do we do? Now, here's the problem. Okay. You're shooting on a marine drive, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you're shooting on marine drive and you cannot be in the frame mm-hmm. because the camera's on a move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to stand somewhere else. Yeah. How are you going to direct? Mm-hmm. How are you going to direct the long take? Mm-hmm. Plus, police can come anytime, stop your take in between. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Plus, yeah. So, I mean, so many other things. So, what I did, uh, I really liked one of the things that, uh, I mean, this is again. I'm, I'm just talking when I give examples. I'm talking about the fundamentals. Yeah. Uh, the principle, the principle yeah, behind yeah. what I'm. Saying. So, Terence Malik had given Lubetsky for the Tree of Life. Hmm. The Tree of Life. Uh, Terence Malik made yeah, yeah, yeah. great movie. Uh, Lubetsky was working, I think, for the first time with him, maybe. Mm-hmm. Already was no, I probably was the first time. Uh, so Malik gave him certain kind of instructions. Okay. Okay. कि ये होना चाहिए या या फिर ये नहीं होना चाहिए. One could be अभी होना चाहिए, नहीं होना चाहिए. Okay. And all the other kind of things you have to feel, and I'll I'll trust your judgment yeah. about shooting it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if I don't like it, then I'll tell you. Hmm. But you've got to. It's just like what you tell actors sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so 
I told Amir that okay, fine. You know, these are the kind of things that we are you have to avoid. There are certain specific points where you have to get me a close-up of that, though, who is speaking for a particular dialogue. Yeah. Okay. Now, how is he going to do that? The only way to do that for Amir is this: that uh, he has to have headphones. Uh. Okay. And he's listening to the dialogues while he's shooting. Mm. Okay. And he has to respond to it mm-hmm. like that. So he had a camera on uh, Zion Crane too, yeah, which yeah. is again excellent. Uh, so he was handling that while focusing. He was mm-hmm. listening uh, while focusing. He was listening and he was responding while uh-huh. keeping what I told him. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So it was that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh-huh. Yeah, it was much easier for us in the interiors, like lot mm-hmm. scene and all that. Uh, in terms of shooting, of course, yeah. it was a harrowing experience for all of us because of the content of the scene. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's why we wanted to do it as fast as possible mm-hmm. uh, and really, really be proper about what we're going to shoot. Um, so, yeah. So, hmm. you know, you sort of uh, yeah. go with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, like the difficult scenes. One question I had was about the casting process. Like one of your uh, collaborators is Rohit Kokate. And uh, yeah. what a great, great performer. But uh, what is yeah. your, in general, like how, what is your casting process and what is your process of working with actors? We'll come to difficult scenes, but in general, what's your casting process and working with actors? Um, again, it has differed from the first film to the second film to the third film. So I can't really speak in general. So let's let's uh, specifically talk about Batayadil, then we'll talk about Call and the short films. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Jamka Abatadil was, um, of course, I think on the on the third draft, of course, and I told uh, mm. you know Vinay Mishra that this is script. It's like okay, mm. fine, let's go ahead. So our casting process began. Yeah. And uh, I first, of course, thought of Rohit Kokate because I know he could play it. Uh, you know, mm. I knew it. Uh, and but I still like I all right. I worked with you. La 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 la. Give me an audition. Give me an mm. audition. Okay. So I sent him a scene. Um, and he gave a horrible audition. You're a okay. terrible audition. <laughs> Fuck you. You're not definitely doing this. Fuck it. Huh. Uh, and uh, then I started looking for, uh, you know, actors uh, to play this. And for one or the other reason, they were not working. There are many criteria okay. in casting. Yeah. But one important criteria, I mean, this character is so truthful. Hmm. Uh, while he's saying whatever he's saying, no matter how fucked up he is. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I I generally also cannot. St- I mean, unless and until I need a manipulative character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless and until I need that, uh, I really do not respond well to actors who are trying to impress mm. or show off or not being themselves. Yeah. Okay. They can be anything. They can be in real life, like whatever, submissive, blah blah blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you, you meet somebody. Uh, I, I feel that I need to see, I'm just going to get like, what, 15 minutes with you, 30 minutes with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I really need to kind of feel that there is some authenticity in the way you are, forget acting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so that uh, kind of, uh, there was, there were, there were, of course, one or two actors who were authentic and all that, but it couldn't work out because one had a problem with the, you know, the, the semi-nudity part and mm. one had an issue with the, the dates and budget mm. and all that. that. Those are also the things that happen. Yeah. So that's why, uh, and I was like really, really mindful. Uh, mm-hmm. And 
this guy rohit kokate mm-hmm. i know he shoots some short film or some serial somewhere i don't know and he sends me an audition and huh. uh, i didn't want to watch it i'm like all right this is after a month okay after uh-huh. his first audition and he sends me the audition and oh god like he just there <laughs> was just there <laughs> i like what happened is like are nahi maza health problems aale le and all i like fuck all that okay chalo you know you will do this and uh, uh yeah so i was sorted for that but uh-huh. uh casting for what the the the, the yeah. role that kushbu eventually played was uh, another process because um see budget is also huge huge factor uh, mm-hmm. you know where at least 80% of the people are just out of your approach yeah yeah we don't even want to talk to them and i don't want to you know one of the things what i never want to do with actors is trying to convince them why they should play the character mm-hmm. i think if you don't want to do it and i need to convince you or even if there is some kind of awkwardness you have see awkwardness about technicalities i can yeah uh you know yeah, yeah. Uh, i can explain and that that is my responsibility but that initial drive ki mere ko ek karna hai bhad mein jaye that i i don't want to put into somebody i i, I don't want yeah. to trick someone into doing it yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah so there were a couple of uh, actors uh, you know who and i call actresses actors because just mm-hmm. like you call doctor a fucking doctor huh. okay Uh-huh. okay so for me actors are both females and males uh-huh. so there were a couple of actors whom uh, i i spoke with and they were uh, interested but of course i first thing i used to tell okay fine because i knew that this scene was going to be a huge problem yeah. for a lot of and yeah. you know i just need to filter it out so i should tell them so this is a let me forget the script and story and all but there is a scene in which you are supposed to be doing this hmm. and this how i'm going to shoot it and this much of nudity i require hmm. okay so wo phone pe ho jata nahi 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 can't do it or i'll get back to you tomorrow but i used to get a call in an rm like i spoke to my family and all my boyfriend yeah. and i can't i yeah, yeah. i'm like absolutely fine yeah. but i what i really liked is that ki you know i used to tell them ki don't keep me hanging yeah tell me within 24 hours mm-hmm. and they did tell me in 24 hours mm-hmm. so i i hate this process of like batata hu batati hu yeah, and all yeah. that kind of so was up ho raha tha and i was like kind of like oh my god like me and my uh, ep vinay shinde anvay mm-hmm. shinde who uh, you know uh, because of whom actually this movie actually happened on mm-hmm. on local so it's mm-hmm. extremely tough to do it like this anyway uh, but uh, so we were like ki kya kare kya kare uh, all that all that and uh, uh, we had uh, i don't know i mean we were thinking of i mean we became very very sort of desperate uh, or yeah. not desperate helpless we became so at a point uh, we even thought of should we uh, what if we kind of you know uh, because it's it seemed to us that nudity is becoming an issue mm-hmm. the half nudity becoming yeah. an issue uh, but uh, but if we get an actor so there were there were uh, you know actors who had done something which was half nude Mm-hmm. Okay, but they were terrible actors, mm-hmm. just terrible actors. <laughs> and uh, I, on the other hand, so I do not let actors improvise with the dialogues. Okay. Okay, I write everything. Uh-huh. Okay, I because especially in long takes, the problem that happens is that the actors first of all have to be really good writers in order to improvise well. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
uh, and you might have seen in I don't know you know where actors are improvising and uh, and after a minute or so they lose their chain of thought. Yeah, they don't know what to speak for. Mm-hmm. Right, and director has to like cut to some other guy who's improvising and shit like that. Okay, and that's not what Martin Scorsese did in terms of improvisation. Mm-hmm. Okay, one should read really Thelma Schumacher's interview about how actually they improvise, but while shooting they were not improvising. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So what happens here? Apne yahan pe. Ah, so I needed somebody to remember dialogues. Mm-hmm. Exactly, almost exactly for like yeah. these many long these long takes. Yeah. Respond to the co-actors' dialogues. Okay, and fucking act. Huh. So by itself, in terms of acting, is like really, really high, high, high yeah. step. All yeah. right. Uh, and I was like getting mindful of this, that, and blah, blah. So uh, Samira, my wife, uh, you know, she's uh, she uh, she and I, we both uh, studied in FTI. Uh-huh. Okay, I dropped out in the third year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, but uh, so she was she was here. Uh, she had come from Azerbaijan, and uh, she saw like me getting like really, really. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, what happened? So I told her this thing. She's like, okay, fine. So let me just. Khushbu uh, is online. She was on Facebook. Uh-huh. Okay, Sakura so was on Facebook doing. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, let me ask Khushbu if she knows an actor who uh-huh. can do this. Okay, so she told Khushbu that you know uh, Vasu. So my other name is Vasu. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Vasu is making a film. He requires a, you know uh, uh, an actor and you know and uh, you know it's a bit sort of has a graphic nudity and stuff like that and. Mm-hmm. So do you know any actor Kushbu that you know mm-hmm. uh, can do this? So, oh God. So, Kushbu uh, said to her, "Why can't I do it? What's wrong uh-huh. with me?" Uh-huh. So Sabira told me, uh, "This is what she's asking." I'm like, "Yeah, Kushbu, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I know she's a very good actor, but mm-hmm. I really, I, I really didn't think about her at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if she has that much of audacity or not." Mm-hmm. Do this because it requires different kind of audacity to play yeah. a character like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, without being awkward, without you know being uh, that. So anyway, so I spoke to. Uh, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll just speak to her over the phone. I'll tell her, and she yeah. will probably say no. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, uh, she's like, yeah, it's fine. I think uh, you know, uh, she said that if it is required in the script, and uh, I mean, she's very involved, basically, mm-hmm. and she was like. All right. Uh, if it's required in the script, so let me read the script. And if it's there, then it's just like doing anything else, hmm. like pani pina and like all that. It's it's for her. It's equivalent. Hmm. Whatever is not like even if it's a small activity which she doesn't feel is justified, even it could be like you're eating a samosa, mm-hmm. uh, then then she would not do it. I mean, she will have an issue with doing. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even this thing, uh, whether it's a sexual act which is required in the script, then for her it is just like eating a yeah, yeah. You know, samosa, which yeah, is justified. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a great, great way to think about. It. I mm-hmm. don't know how many people even think about it, not just in acting, but otherwise also, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, our other departments. Yeah, yeah. So she read it. She got on board. They rehearsed and all that. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, it happened. Okay. And uh, after, like, uh, you made Tatpashchat in FTI, right? And the second year. Yeah, and after that, you made a bunch of short films before call happened. So, was that the process of you discovering yourself as a filmmaker, brushing up your skills, or was it just the that in this format the stories came to you, like in a shorter format? Yeah, 
So no, so I I made short films before FTA. I mean, I don't know which ones you are talking about. Like for example, zero by zero, uh-huh. uh, and uh, proposal. Okay, uh-huh. they both uh, proposal I made in the first year when I was in the first year in FTA. Okay. Okay. Uh, zero by zero. I think when I was at the beginning of the second year of FTA. Okay. Uh-huh. So I was doing my own short films while doing the exercises of FTA simultaneously. अच्छा okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was also doing. Uh, I'd also done uh, one or two short films before coming to FTA, mm-hmm. and I did a short film after I'd finished call, yeah. uh, shooting, editing part, and all that, which yeah. was after I dropped out of FTA. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's listen. I like movies. I like telling stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like to find out how the fuck did he do that. I'm not. I mean, of course, you know. Uh, once you get past that phase. Yeah. watch a movie or a speech kya kaam kiya hai yaar kya phoda hai yaar ye wo <laughs> all that stuff <laughs> okay whether it's starkovsky or david don doesn't fucking count <laughs> after that we got to be interested in how the fuck did he do it mm-hmm. or how did the fuck did he go you know this is the part what yeah i think kind of uh, if it naturally stimulates you then nothing like it then you're mm-hmm. safe yeah doesn't matter wherever mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. okay uh, so i was interested in that and uh, Yeah, that's how I, I, I. The the best part that happened, I must say, mm-hmm. uh, the the Canon revolution came, the five Ds and seven Ds and five yeah. Ds in two thousand and ten, I think nine yeah. ten, uh-huh. right? And uh, uh, I, I, I got, I, I, I told my mother that I, I need that camera. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, because I never spent, I never went for parties and all the other. I mean, my expenses were zilch. I can. Yeah. Uh, you know, use the same clothes for three years and mm-hmm. nothing like that. So she was like, "Yeah, that's okay. Kuch to kharcha to karta nahi hai, ladka. Camera bol raha hai, so that's okay." So moment I fucking got the camera, I was like, "That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, okay. I can do fucking what?" Yeah. So yeah, yeah. About the short division and the stylizing and the treatment of the film. Does that come with yeah. the attack of writing, or is a different process? Because yeah. उटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिकेटिक
mm-hmm. and the yeah so it's it's like that mm-hmm. uh, i i you know so it kind of keeps growing more and more like of course mm-hmm. like it was not here much when we were doing it here yeah. when we went to locations we were like there for like 20 days or something like yeah. that before shooting even began mm-hmm. okay again we came back again we tried to get some equipment blah 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 again we went back again after 20 days then we started shooting acha okay so uh-huh. by the time it starts growing on you uh-huh. uh, and you're just hoping you're just praying that nothing should happen that your focus gets yeah. disrupted yeah 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 okay uh, otherwise it's i mean for mm-hmm. this kind of a movie uh, for call kind of a film it's really difficult to get the focus back because it's mm. on another tangent you are all on yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. actors and you know everybody mm-hmm. uh and it's just broken and again it had like what again amaya had one assistant i didn't have any assistant mm. uh, uh ankur choudhary was doing the sound recording uh, he had one assistant and mm. uh, uh swapnil who was the ep he didn't have any production assistant so it was like yeah. basically an cocoad in front of camera so like seven people only uh. so uh, again it was the same thing yeah yeah, yeah. all right okay uh-huh. yeah and so uh, uh but like, yeah continue continue yeah if we are talking about the uh, the kind of movements huh. in that kind of a budget uh-huh, because uh-huh. i shot it on 70 uh hmm. and so there's this pretty cool guy called nakul sood in delhi okay okay and uh, uh it's horrible of me to forget the name of his company but uh nakul made a lot of uh interesting things like you know a track like yeah. five five meter ka tracks hmm. Mm-hmm. on which you can put a tripod which is on wheels and you can put yeah, a pilot yeah, yeah. and you can take a, yeah, yeah, yeah you know stuff like that he had a car rig which was very interesting uh because of that also i could actually dare to imagine certain mm-hmm. camera movements. movements yeah you know because that's what i'm trying to say equipments production mechanism is so interrelated to aesthetics mm-hmm. uh you know one yeah. cannot just talk about aesthetics not talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it okay and uh, breaking the convention was that ever a concern that okay well is like you know uh, the treatment i am giving it go, like do you did you have any uh, post like plans of what you want to do with the film or you just were there committed to the content and that's all you were thinking about no, i didn't have any plans what to do with the mm-hmm. film i'm uh-huh. like ove bol raha hu na ki mar gaya kal to koi ko kade ka wo shot hua to mar gaya kal to yaar yaar Sure. Okay. So no, I didn't have, and he didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I mean, again, uh, it's not really you're trying to break conventions. If that yeah. is your motive, then there's some That's, problem. Yeah. You want to do what you want to do. Hmm. If that ends up in following conventions, or it ends up in bending them, or it ends up in breaking them, mm-hmm. that's a byproduct. Okay. You should be stimulated enough mm-hmm. while doing it. Yeah. that's what at least counts okay. i don't really hmm. think about so uh, before like uh, having this chat and everything i just went through your facebook yeah. and uh, <laughs> very oh, outspoken and uh, yeah. so so many interesting things uh, put in like a uh, very sarcastic funny serious all kinds of ways how important yeah. it is uh, do you think as a filmmaker to be politically outspoken or politically inclined or like you know have a have a political point of view as a filmmaker do you think it's important 
so uh, so i look at politics right from like family level to the prime yeah. minister and president level yeah okay so for me, for me everything is as long as there are two people who are involved in anything yeah. it becomes politics yeah all right uh, and if that is so if i am in- interested in a human behavior if at all uh, uh-huh. then i don't see much difference between something happening on a macro level and something happening on a micro Makes level sense. i mean yeah. of course uh, the way it functions is all different but i don't see any i don't see why it should be treated differently okay all right i mean of course uh, there are certain see it's not important that if you don't want to speak about yeah you know uh, political people it's fine i i don't think it's important huh. uh if you feel my my whole thing is what is important is that what you feel like you should speak about it yeah okay if you feel like speaking about yeah it. yeah yeah uh, if you don't feel about it and you're trying to be part of the crowd and still trying to be outspoken then that's phony that's bullshit <laughs> that's also bullshit yeah as much as it is bullshit that you want to speak but you're afraid and you're not speaking mm-hmm. both things are basically in my opinion i mean Mm-hmm. so it's a kind of a poetic term but i think it has got something to do with the mm. with the neurological functions but it basically corrupts your soul doing yeah. either of the things doing okay. something forcefully or doing something mm-hmm. which you want to do and not doing mm-hmm. so yeah i i i okay. i don't i'm not yeah i i don't know if somebody wants to speak about it, speak about it <laughs> i actually write basically because i think facebook serves to me as a sort of a documentation for my own thoughts ah nice uh, you know and i sometimes go back to uh certain things because i don't write diary or journal yeah you know so it's pretty much interesting to see what i was mm-hmm. thinking differently about something else probably mm-hmm. month back or 6 years back and mm-hmm. now what i am thinking and possibly what i mean it's just fun yeah okay and it also sort of kills this whole thing that i am important <laughs> because you know there are a lot of ways in which uh, you know uh, we try to assert our identity i am uh-huh. a filmmaker and all uh-huh. this and that and all crap i think that also kind of burdens you mm. and mm. it kind of saturates your yeah creativity in some yeah, yeah. way mm-hmm. yeah and uh, so, yeah. whatever happening Uh, whatever is happening around right now politically uh, how how much of that bothers you uh, and how much of that can convert into a film you make tomorrow what can convert into a film to is an answer i i i to cannot give uh, okay. because yeah i mean this is an extremely complex process which is not even intentional ha ha mm so i don't know what it could be something that is happening right now which might come uh you know in my next movie or something mm-hmm. or something that happened 10 years back can also come yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what do i know uh, yeah. that is one uh so no i i i <coughs> it yeah it doesn't not at least in terms of creative expression it it i i don't mm-hmm. i cannot really predict anything about that the uh, the other question you asked is does it bother me huh. how um, how much does it bother you how much does it 
Tell me the measurement scale. I tell you. How on much? On scale of one to ten. One to ten. Okay, yeah, but when you, when anybody says one to ten, one to ten of what? Ten is like you just want to, uh, you know, uh, break the television and tell them to just shut up and like this is the right thing, this is the wrong thing, and one being ki, yeah, nah. <laughs> so I think I know. So when we speak about one to ten, no, uh, it's like pretty funny to me because uh, how you. <laughs> Really, cannot really measure the psychological. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. It's like how much do you love? Huh. How do you answer <laughs> such a question? Uh, uh, does it bother me? Uh, it really depends. So huh? now, mm. now, uh, sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you, I might be looking at. Certain thing from a different perspective than yeah. I saw it before. Mm. Okay, like I like whatever is happening currently. Okay, uh, I was bothered by it, uh, you know. But for past probably two three weeks, I've been trying to look at it. I mean, I'm looking at it, not even mm. trying to, from an anthropological perspective. Mm-hmm. So that totally changes the whole thing. Yeah. What bothers you and how you react to it, yeah. or what? Okay, uh, I might be looking at it. If this continues, I think it's going to continue in different yeah, yeah. forms. It's not going to die down anytime soon. I might be looking at it from a different perspective after mm-hmm. some time. That time it might bother me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, mm-hmm. I, I do not go with one kind of particular worldview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think it's very boring to, to begin with, uh, and uh, so so it keeps changing, uh, yeah. and yeah, it keeps changing. I, I okay. yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, like going to the last question, which is that uh, the alternate cinema, the experimental cinema, where does it stand yeah. right now in India, especially, and where is it going according to you? What is the future of it, and where is it right now? बहुत बड़ा क्वेश्चन पूछ लिया कमर्शियली इट्स सो अल्टरनेट सिनेमाज ओनली फॉर पास्ट फ्यू इयर्स द ओनली शेल्टर इट हैड वॉज ओ टी टी ओके बट वॉट हैपन विद ओ टी टीज इज दैट ऑफकोर्स आई थिंक इफ यू रिमेंबर दैट ट्राई टू वेन दे केम इन लाइक Netflix mm. or Amazon, and so yeah, uh, they tried to give alternative cinema platform. They did acquire, if you remember, but later they slowed it down, and now it's almost like, means extremely like less, 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 yeah. less. It's very bad situation. Yeah. Uh, the reason for that is that the uh, Indian audiences are actually not responding much to alternative cinema. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, uh, and. That's why acquisition-wise, it's not in a very good state. Mm. It's in a very bad state. Mm-hmm. Just the way it is. Uh, and it is somehow related to creativity also. Okay. Because the herd mentality, the kind mm. of independent cinema, so-called that we are making, is not giving enough variety. Yeah. Sometimes there are just projects that are made in the name of alternative yeah. cinema. Okay, and uh, 
uh, there is i feel as an audience a certain kind of disrespect not disrespect but certain mm-hmm. kind of indifference towards the craft mm-hmm. in the alternative sir. yeah 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 uh, because what you are competing against hmm. i mean let's just talk about reality yeah okay alternative cinema says basically mainstream is you know uh, not showing you the reality and of course for their own purposes and all that yeah. so we are showing you the reality hmm. then the people are going to expect what are you going to show us in reality now what hmm. is people's context audio visually for reality is news channels hmm. okay okay yeah if you look at news channels of course most of them are fucked uh ethically journalistically but there is great energy in whatever that they do yeah okay uh i'm not talking about the texture of energy distorted mm-hmm. energy dark blah blah mm-hmm. bullshit whatever i'm talking about just force yeah 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 the force of which the mm-hmm. things come and they are doing actually real people yeah is real people they're not actors uh-huh. you know i mean they're better than actors honestly but <laughs> uh, but they're not actors okay yeah. whatever that they do huh. you are competing against and this is a post truth era and all that because uh-huh. you can't be really sure about this roshamon basically the yeah. whole era uh, so if you are making something which you are saying is based on a real thing or something mm-hmm. that has not got the exposure mm-hmm. then the way you're going to tell it you're straight away competing with news channels mm. it's not funny mm. okay you just don't have waisa pehle nahi hota yeah you have to understand that as filmmakers and producers or whatever and your whole point is what like the reason why you're doing it showing a particular you know uh, someone who is you know going through something mm-hmm. and a certain kind of human factor and everything the reason why you're doing it because you want a lot of people to watch it right yeah. you feel that general public is becoming insensitive and becoming selfish and you need to introduce to them the humanity right yeah 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 then you have to take into consideration the mechanism in which people are perceiving reality right now mm. which goes for the attention span which goes for the news channels which goes for a lot of things mm. you can't be doing the same yeah yeah, yeah. thing with the digital cinema which mm-hmm. some people have done it much more brilliantly in 70s with film cameras mm. you know and that time also context was different yeah okay so uh, and uh, so so creatively i think also it's it's very saturated mm. and commercially so one can keep blaming the one side can keep blame another another side can blame another but uh, right now i think personally is this that the covid situation okay mm. the like fauci gave an interview or not fauci what's so uh was the horse name of the who head about his name uh, was it who head or was it oh i think yeah mm-hmm. he, i forgot his name so he he gave an interview yesterday uh, where he said that the theaters are not yeah i mean it's going to be you know till mm-hmm. 2020 probably uh, mm-hmm. and 2020 also depends on and we don't know the vaccine and all that so forget what is happening in us in india the the theater chains are already into huge financial losses yeah okay uh and like right from 
PVR to Carnival Cinemas and Inox and all of them, unfortunately. And we don't know when they're going to get open. Yeah. So that is one. When they will open, I don't know how many of them will be actually be able to function. Hmm. How many screens? Yeah. Some might even get closed down completely. Okay. Now on top of it, there is this whole thing about Bollywood that is happening. Hmm. Right. People are, for whatever reason, there are there is a significant number of people hmm. who are genuinely angry with Bollywood. Yeah. Okay, you can talk about how they have been manipulated. You can talk about ideological differences, all that. But the matter of fact is that they are angry. Hmm. Okay, and they are not. I, I mean, it could be. I hope. Uh, I hope nay. I maybe my prediction might be wrong, but I don't. It doesn't seem that they're going to forget it that easy. Hmm. This thing, hmm. because of the lockdown situation. Normally, yeah. lockdown near that, you get something. You jump oh, yeah. to the second thing, third thing. You go for work. your mm. personal thing now you are like almost like sitting and this thing is coming it's mm. getting implanted yeah okay so it's so when the whenever the theaters will open i mean of course they'll open in between and probably virus will attack again and they might shut it down whatever but when they, they will properly open mm. probably after vaccine and all uh, everything or just the virus dies on its own yeah uh or slows down on its own uh that time it would be pretty interesting to see what is going to happen to yeah. the mainstream movies that will come to theaters mm. uh because what they'll be facing are probably three to four things one is definitely the image right yeah. now uh yeah, yeah. Uh, of the big people second mm. is the amount of job cuts that mm. have happened and the salary cuts of the middle yeah. class uh they will think twice or probably thrice before going for any movie in a yeah. multiplex okay uh even the the pocket money that the college students get used to get is going to kind of diminish so your side yeah. to you know that kind of audience is also going to be affected another factor that is going to be a concern ki now people are sort of very familiar with the ott not that they didn't know yeah. ott was there yeah, yeah, yeah. but now they are like ki when it comes to money you might just think यार एक महीने बाद तो आ ही जाएगा ना पिक्चर अभी क्यों जाओ ओके एंड द फोर्थ थिंग इज जस्ट द टिकट प्राइसेस एंड जस्ट जनरल इफ और आई डोंट नो हाउ दे आर गोइंग टू रिड्यूस द टिकट प्राइसेस बट 175 रुपीस 150 रुपीस 225 रुपीस फॉर फ्राइडे एंड ऑल दैट इज गोइंग टू बी अ टफ सेव या व्हाटएवर दे विल ओपन एंड स्टिल देयर आर मेनी जॉब्स दैट नीड टू गो डाउन आई मीन दे विल गो डाउन एंड देयर आर लॉट ऑफ these are the things that are against yeah the things that are in favor is this that one of the reasons why people also watch movies is because in india we don't really have any private spaces after you're done with your college after you're done with your workplace where do you go mm-hmm. we go to a museum park there is no museum we go to some central park or no fuck you know you don't have parks where do you go yeah to picture ke liye jaate okay uh so that is one thing that will still be there uh because we don't have any other infrastructure to yeah. do the past time so that is that might again mm-hmm. is a good factor that might work in favor mm-hmm. second is that india in general is a community uh, yeah it's not really it has got its own advantages disadvantages it's a community kind of yeah. thing like you want to be with people and you want to cheer and what not what are the mm-hmm. fuck you want to do for mm-hmm. so that is uh that community experience 
is irreplaceable, especially in a country like India. Yeah. Uh, so that is also in favor. Mm-hmm. But what is going to be for me very ex- interesting is mm-hmm. that there is a certain kind of I think mm-hmm. on some level, which when we will get to know how much is going to affect, but some kind of a psychological change that has happened in people during this time is mm-hmm. continuing till the corona is going to happen. Will they be able to receive the content of mainstream cinema the same way they did before? Yeah. Okay. And that's considering all these factors. I know that I'm giving this answer in terms of where do you see independent yeah, cinema? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm coming to that. So listen, so the thing is that, so if just we, if we look at the kind of movies we made in fifties, mm. okay. Uh, like mid forties to fifty, mid fifties or something like that. Piasa probably. Uh, it was the independence era and all that. We made different movies, right? Mm. Then the Nehru Nehru era started, and we made all this nice classical, mm-hmm. whatever music, sixties movies. Mm. Nehru era disappointed people. People got fucking angry, and a lot of shit was happening. And came your angry man seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Then whatever. So country's mood and the film's mood normally match. Match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But one has to really, really yeah. get them right. Uh, in 80s again, like uh, 80s was is considered to be the worst decade in Bollywood, mm-hmm. uh, with, in Hindi cinema at least, uh, because country was fragmented. If you see, I mean, Indira Gandhi's death yeah. was there, of course. Uh, a lot of states were asking for their own independence, mm-hmm. and your economy was fucked and just chaos, yeah, yeah, yeah. chaos. Okay, so all that Dada, Bhai, Hafta, and all those kind of movies were there, and then you had Subhash Gai, who was, yeah. you know, the man. Uh, and then you see the kind of stuff that happened in 90s, mm. the, you know, the globalization, I mean, the liberalization mm. happened and then your Shah Rukh Khan and very new urban mm. heroes and all those people kind mm. of came in. So now I, so till now it has so happened. I don't know if it will happen again or not, but mm. till now history has shown in cinema and the social situation, that when the social situation changes, cinema changes. changes yeah. If it doesn't change, it's but what one has to remember is that he, back in 50s or 60s or in 70s or in 80s or in 90s, the corporate entity was not there. Yeah. There were people. Okay. Uh, so if certain kind of an energy or certain kind of a resistance came through movies, writing, direction, whatever acting, it got a channel and the old castles you know, they fell down. Yeah. They were anyways falling down, but it's always that if one thing goes, the second thing has to replace, it has to come yeah, yeah, yeah. in full force. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. because it's now very weird. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there are independent, uh, big producers who are independent, mm-hmm. independent in terms of finance, uh, but they have to take studios help in order to produce what they do. Mm-hmm. Right. And studios work differently. So I don't know what is going to happen mm. in terms of. Okay. Yeah. But okay. for the independent filmmakers, there is a chance. Mm. But fuck, like you have to be independent for that. I mean, you have to be here independent. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, one has to take so many factors into consideration. And I'm pretty sure I've not even spoken about the main factors. But yeah. Okay. This much I could. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I guess on that note, Thank you so much for coming yeah. and thank you so thank much for you. having this chat and I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I like, I hope you had fun doing this. Yeah. yeah. 
okay listening to yourself is such a great ego boost <laughs> it's always right <laughs> that's true yeah. that's true.